0: Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for our weekly wrap-up. first week of the new year, that's what we're looking at, where analysts are expecting Singapore's GDP growth momentum in 2023 to moderate. It's been a bumpy recovery, which has been anticipated in light of COVID-19. Concerns over inflation, higher interest rates, all dominating the market's attention. This comes even as Singapore's recovery held up in 2022, with a relatively strong year-end performance of 3.8%. On year on year expansion, shoring up the economy ahead of an expected global slowdown this year. On line with me this morning is Brian Tan, Senior Regional Economist for Barclays. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Thanks a lot for helping me out with this. Of course, we had those uh, advanced GDP estimates coming out this week as well. A bit sluggish on the manufacturing front. That one shrank 3% year-on-year in year three months through December. What are you seeing you know, in the near term where manufacturing is concerned? Could we see continued weakness on this front?
1: Well, I would say the manufacturing output that we got in the fourth quarter of last year That's really been in line with what we're seeing in the rest of the region. Whether you look at Korea, whether it's Taiwan or some of our regional Southeast Asian trade partners manufacturing has been under quite a bit of pressure in the last quarter of the year. And, and it's no surprise why. You know, you've got, I think, a weakening in global economic activity. You've got the tech cycle, the electronics demand coming off. Also, you know, that's been a real outperformer during COVID because of all the investment in tech and all the consumption in electronics from households who had to work from home. But now everybody's going back to the offices. And so that means the demand is just coming off. And then we're getting a reversal of that. So it's under pressure. And I think this will very likely continue into at least the first half of 2023. It is going to remain soft still for some time. And this is probably going to be the key drag on GDP growth for this year. Well, the good thing is that in Singapore, manufacturing is a relatively large share of the the economy, around 20%. But in terms of the labour market, it's not that important. And hopefully the spillovers to the rest of the economy may not be as large as feared.
0: So in a way, looking at it as we're going through a period of adjustment of demand, considering the start point that we came off from during the pandemic. Yeah,
1: I think that's right. You know, it's worth keeping in mind that in the last few years, electronics demand globally was incredible, right? Mm. You know, you had, like I said, all of that work from home, Demand, whether it was because people demand, had wanted consumer electronics because they had to stay at home and do something in the meantime, whether it was because firms suddenly realized that they had to allow people to work from home overnight and mm. that they did not have the, the electronics and tech infrastructure to do that or even things like crypto. You know, (laughs) when crypto was blowing up and everyone was buying up mining rigs everywhere, that really blew up the demand for semiconductors and chips everywhere. Now, all of that is really reversing. And I think this is basically payback for the last few years of very, very strong performance in this sector. And and I think, you know, we're we're going to see some weakness on this front, at least, like I said, in the first half of this year.
0: Okay, Brian, let's move on to the services sector. There's a slight quarter on quarter dip in services growth. Would you consider this concerning? I mean, what could have been the reason behind it? I'm thinking it was the holiday season, though.
1: Yeah, so I would say that when we think of the services sector, it, it might be worthwhile maybe thinking of it in three segments. You know, we've got the services side, which is related to tourism and travel. And that I think has been doing quite well, right? We, we've seen the visitor arrival numbers really shoot up. Mm. The airport is bustling, you know, we see we're seeing tour buses again on the streets and all of that. And so we know that on the tourism related side of the picture, it's, it's doing quite well. We've got another segment, which is really related to professional services. And that's been chugging along very nicely, even during the pandemic again because people could work from home. It was not really disrupted things like finance, things like, you know, headquarter activities. Those have continued on just fine. The area which has, I think, weakened in the fourth quarter is really the trade-related sector. Mm -hmm. So it's worth remembering that trade in the region is not just a manufacturing issue for us. It's also the services one because, you know, we have a very big port and a lot of ships dock there, a lot of container ships go through there. And so if there is a downtrend in the regional Trade activity, all of that trade going through our ports, not just coming out of Singapore, but you know from Malaysia to China and, and the like. If that comes down, then this will really affect that segment of the services port, and mm. I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing that really weigh on the overall services performance. Right. But I would say that all things considered, it was a fairly resilient outcome. You know, we did get some good offsets from the tourism side, and yeah. I'm optimistic that overall it can. Hold up into 2023.
0: Yeah, there should be some optimism over the trade sector as well when you consider China's, you know, sort of move away from that whole zero COVID strategy, especially starting this weekend. Is there optimism on that front?
1: Yeah, I think the reopening of China has really re injected a bit of optimism into the markets that, mm. you know, this could be a bit of a lift for 2023. You know, historically, before the pandemic at least, when we've run through the numbers. It does look like Singapore is a fairly ultra open economy. Yep, it's yep. very exposed to trade, and so and you know if China does well, it will you know Singapore will do well as well, and so that should have a bit of a lift for Singapore's demand. But is it enough to totally offset the broader weakness that we see in the global economy? Yeah. I'm not so sure. Yeah. And so overall, I think we're still headed for a slowdown. Mm-hmm. The reopening of China probably provides a bit of a lift. A bit Bit of offset to that, but it's not going to. It's going to make things less negative, but it doesn't really turn things positive overall. Mm.
0: So yeah, I want to stick with China a little bit more, Brian. So it's an interesting one. Okay, so we just talked about trade, right? It's easy to look at tourism first when it comes to China, Uh, but there is also the situation of the labour market. Could you walk me through what are you guys analysing on this front? And when you you look at the tourism sector and the labour sector, how can China affect it? Also considering that other countries are putting COVID testing measures on China, unlike here in Singapore, is there a cause for concern?
1: I would say that, you know, in the near term at least, we would be relatively cautious on the tourism revival in the near term. I mean, as you mentioned, there are a lot of, you know, all of these testing requirements and and restrictions on Chinese tourism. True, it's affecting Chinese travel to those countries, not Singapore, but, Mm. you know, we are a transport hub. And Mm. so, you know, to the extent that people don't travel because, their their destination country does not allow them to enter, that would start to crimp on any of the transit travel that we would be getting through our airport as well. And overall, that might dampen, I think, the spirits of the Chinese tourists and traveller to venture out, right, Mm -hmm. after the last few years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there is going to be a bit of a slow restart to travel, we think, in in China. But overall, you know, it's probably going to be a relatively near-term thing and and hopefully, as we get you know into the second quarter maybe towards the middle of the year we will see all of this really start to resolve itself and we get a bigger normalization of travel from China now mm. the problem is We've got all these supply constraints. Yeah. Right? Even even before China's come into the picture, well, flights are fairly limited and airfares are very high. And air transport industry globally is facing a very deep supply shortfall right now. So, you know, I, I would say when the Chinese tourist does eventually arrive, They will be confronted by the same supply constraints that we have all been facing. In fact, they will probably exacerbate that (laughs) shortage. And things could get even tougher on the air travel part for this year.
0: Wow, very good perspective there. Just uh, jumping onto to a survey that was released this week, Brian. Uh, this is by recruitment company Manpower Group. Outlook for hiring for the first quarter is dim amid concerns of an economic slowdown. Yet at the same time, the report talks about how firms are prepared to pay more to attract workers. Uh, what are your thoughts on this survey, the employment scene here in Singapore moving forward?
1: Well, I think it reflects two things. One is the fact that we are still pretty deep in a labor shortage of our own, right? So labor demand has come off, you know, because the economy has slowed down, obviously, but At the same time, labour supply has normalised. You know, we've got more and more over time of non-resident workers coming back and filling up some of the vacancies that we've had. Mm. But overall, the labour market is still in a state of shortage. The last Ministry of Manpower survey on the ratio of the number of job vacancies to unemployed people, there are about two plus, you know, vacancies for every unemployed person out there in Singapore. And, And so that tells you, we we really don't have enough workers. That's, mm. that's just the reality. Yes. But it's coming down. And obviously, we've got all these news about, you know, say a possible recession in 2023 all the doom and gloom talk. So I think it's no, it, it, that's where companies are at right now. They are facing an existing labour supply shortage. They don't have enough workers. They know they're struggling to retain talent and they know they're competing for it. But at the same time, they, they're also worried about what 2023 might bring in terms of the economic down. I think that's why you're seeing this contradictory response yep. to the in yep. the survey where they're saying, well, we're willing to pay more to keep our existing workers But maybe we might not hire so many because really we're worried about what happens if there's a recession.
0: Mm, Yes, very good point. Brian, if you don't mind, I just want to take advantage of the fact that i got an economist on the line. And this is a piece on the front page of the Business Times this morning. Growth slowing but inflation stays high. All eyes and ears on the Monetary Authority of Singapore's next moves. Are they going to press on with tightening or loosen their grip to not hurt growth? Economists are split on. That what is your opinion on that, Brian?
1: <laughs> well, we're in the no move camp. So okay. we are we are in the no move camp. We think that well, the MAS has done a lot over the last year. They've tightened multiple times. They've recentered up the ban a few times. They've done it in two intermediate moves, which is which is fairly unprecedented. And so they have moved quite aggressively through the whole of last year. But more importantly, I think we are starting to see some of that filter through in the latest inflation numbers that we got in the fourth quarter of last year. Now, they the core inflation numbers were high. Mm. They were still around 5%. But we think it's been actually slightly lower than what the MAS was actually projecting in October when they last raised the ban, you okay. know, resented up the ban. Okay. And that's also been slightly lower than what we were expecting as well. So we think that it has been some... Cool down in the demand pool pressures on prices. We think the inflation pressures have cooled down somewhat, not a lot, but there are some positive signs on that. And overall, I think that the MAS is going to look at how inflation has behaved over the last few months. And come to the conclusion that, well, unlike the earlier part of the year where inflation was just constantly overshooting everybody's expectations, just being much hotter than expected. This time, it's too hot, but mm. it's not as bad. And that's a very welcome turn this time. So overall, I think they're going to look at that and come to the conclusion that, okay, you know what, we can really just hang on a little bit because, like as you said, we know growth is slowing. Yeah, there's Inflation is behaving at least a little bit better than we expected. Maybe there's no need for us to continue Titan tighten aggressively after all again in, in 2023.
0: All right. We shall see.
1: <laughs> we shall but see. I we certainly
0: appreciate see. your time this morning, Brian Tan, Senior Regional Economist for Barclays. Thank you again, sir. Take care and have a great day ahead. You too. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.